Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler Wrecker of Days. This is episode 67 of Forever Exiled. We are, what, two weeks in to to the new league? Some. Two, three, yeah. ten, something like that. Something like that. It's been good, though. Give or take Quick 20. shout out to some new patrons this week, Garico TV and John M. Thank you guys both for joining the crew and for everybody else who's on our Patreon team. If you're curious what it is, there's information down below. It gets you access to the main thing is our podcast after the podcast, which is After Dark, where we take our pants off most of the time and just talk. More POE, some real life, just fun stuff. But you can find some more information down below if you want to support the podcast. Big shout out to all of you guys. You rock. Agreed. Also, I want to wish uh, Grunkle Bob well. Grunkle Bob follows um, some of my guides, mostly the zombie one. And uh, awesome, awesome member of the community. Always upbeat and encouraging. And uh, so I just want to wish you well, Grunkle, with, uh, with your illness. Good luck. Thank you for passing it on so I can pray for you. But wish you well. Thank you. Just, did you know I feel really bad? We missed it. We could have wished GGG happy birthday for their open beta last week. But we missed it last week, so want to squeeze that in. Open beta, eight years last week. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Six days ago, you, you have a note here, January 23rd. Yeah, you, so we you were... So ish it. <laughs> well, we missed ish it. See, I feel more bad than you because you were actually a part of that. I didn't show up for a little bit later. Oh, yeah, I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> you were a part. You gave. You gave. Uh, how was your week, Ty? Oh, man. <sighs> Freaking Pixar, hey? I don't know what it is, but they get me. They hit me in the feels every time. Doesn't matter what movie I'm watching, I'm crying at some point in it. Doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> what did have you, you watch? seen Onward? Have you seen the movie Onward? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that movie. It is so good. It's so epic and fantasy. And anyway, it's I've seen it a few times now with the kids, but we watched it this week and frick, just every time it's like a sword in the heart. <laughs> But it's a good show. I encourage everyone to watch it. If you like all that fantasy stuff and Dungeons and Dragons and quests, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's got a fun story. Like it was it was a normal week. Um, I had some of my plans stick around. So I had some Dark Souls sessions, Splinter Cell progress, a couple plans canceled. So I had some personal POE time, which was nice. Uh, it, was a, it was a balanced week. My family's healthy. Kids had a pro D day. I don't know what that's called everywhere else. It means the kids didn't have school today on Friday. So. It was cool having them around and playing while I'm doing all my stuff. Good, but normal week. How about you, man? You and I think of Pro D days like literally on the opposing spectrum. <laughs> I hate Pro D days. There's Go no on, way our kids come. get our kids get at least a day a month, if not more, off of school for these for these days. And I get it. Teachers need their time to just get away from our kids, but uh, so do I. Like, come on. <laughs> 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 that's right and work doesn't count it's it's actually been really tough so this week my youngest who's three she had a bit of a cold that came on on saturday uh, on the weekend and right now a cold is like a death mark you just you know if you got sniffles or anything you don't want to be around anybody so it was awesome i got to work from home all week which was annoying as crap <laughs> i can't get anything done with a three-year-old uh, and then, and then Friday they got the day off, which normally wouldn't be a big deal because they just hang out at home with my oldest and the youngest would still go to daycare. But today he had to take care of all of them because I had to get stuff done. Oh, well, it wasn't for very long. They survived. But yeah, no, I hate pro days with a passion. I absolutely hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pay your oldest at least? No, 
pay him. The kid yeah. eats. He lives in my house. He doesn't pay rent. <laughs> no. And pay him. <laughs> I paid him with a meal. He ate three meals of my food. Wow. Slept warm in a bed provided by me in my house. What a generous I'm an old, father. old crabby man when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, no, I good didn't. for you, super crab. Let's see what else. I uh, had some fun flying a drone, though, this, uh, drone. this week. Yeah, my work. We, we bought one for, with my work, and uh, so I've been playing with it. So that was fun. Yep. I actually flew towards your house while I was uh, practicing <laughs> with it. Practicing with it, okay. Yeah, so it was and, a lot of fun. And um, was I closed? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm terrified of, like, losing the thing, so I'm... <laughs> I'm not even kidding when I say that. I was, it's, it's a learning process. It's a learning process. Gotcha. Gotcha. And where we live, all the city wires are above ground, right? Like there's a lot of cities where they've gone through. Well, no, like all, all, all the poles everywhere in the city. All the normal people have it above their house, but up in my area, it's all underground. Yeah. You have, you have a rich man street. I guess. That's why we don't lose power. Uh, but it's not, I'm like way higher than that. It was just, it's been super windy this week. And so. Yeah, I don't want to lose a very expensive drone. But anyway, so I had fun flying that this week. And that's it. I played some Path of Exile. Did you? We're going to get into that. Yeah, Because every time I asked you if you were free, you're like, no, man. No, man, I'm busy. No, no, I can't. No, Once Monday ended, I didn't play any. (laughs) Okay, yes. But Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. But we have do have a lot to talk about with regards to POE. So why don't you tell me about your week first with POE? Some good and some bad. Right. You were talking about your frame rate. Now, you didn't have frame rate issues because you go from a billion frames per second to 50 with this league. I will just shortly interrupt you and say that as we get further into this conversation, we're going to have a conversation about that because. Oh, I'll save my frame rate talk then. F some stuff up this week. But yeah, we can talk about frame rate stuff later. I had a brutal PC session with you. Like we're at the stage now. I, I. I've, I've said this the last two podcasts, I'll say it again. I foolishly made a co-op only character. Now, normally that's fine, but even though our intent is to always play co-op, we always level at different stages and we play at different stages. And really only Monday night is when we're going to hang out no matter what. For sure, right. Is when we can. So I, for some reason, it escaped me that I needed to level my own character so that we could play together. So luckily this Monday we did get to play together and it was great. I'm surviving fine. My character's leveling like crazy. And obviously our character takes care of everything. Um, but it was a brutal session. Like it was just zero frames per second for large portions of time and uh, 100% ritual related. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that as we talk about what happened this week in PoE and some, some stuff that Chris brought up, uh, texture streaming and all that kind of thing. So... PC sessions are brutal, but I had my plans cancel a couple times on me this week. So I actually had, I think, one or two um, console sessions. So it was nice to actually play end game, right, with my standard characters. Got to play with my Righteous Fire character, my um, Gunslinger, that's my anime weapon, and my zombie character. And it was it was a lot of fun to go through, to experience Maven in all these fights, to experience Cyrus in all these fights. And I had one session, like a whole night, where Cyrus, I, I wrote down, I have since canceled the note, but I wrote down, Cyrus is guaranteed every T15 and 16. That's just how it goes. I had one session where he showed up every time, every single map. There was Cyrus dominated rares and him everywhere. Then my next session, the next night, didn't see him once. I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. I know how to deal with that stupid archer now that's just like the... 
the Hydra or whatever it is. You know, I'm ready to deal with these guys. I know what to do. Didn't show up once. All that prep. It was like going prepping six months for a boxing match. And then the dude cancels two weeks before. So it, it was a good session. I really, I love and hate the extra content. I have a note a little bit later how I actually love the Maven concept and the boss focus. I love how it all works. I love it on paper. I don't think it's working well. I don't think the game's actually ready for that concept yet, though. Know what I mean? Nope. Explain. The game's too busy for too much extreme damage. Like if you're going to have a massive boss, for example, in a boss arena and you have five, ten bosses, you know they're bosses and you know they're there. You are expecting they have tells. You know what I mean? They even had a note in the patches coming up where they've added in the Maven fight. Uh, uh, I forget if it was audio or visual, but a big tell to tell you when this big beam is coming. In boss fight, huge crazy damage makes sense because they're not absurdly busy. But when you have boss-like characters in the middle of a map, it you have to be able to see it for it to be fun. Even if it one-shots you, you have to know it's coming. You have to know it's ready. And in terms of what she adds to life regen on bosses, you have to make slowing life regen a lot more viable for characters than just simply frost bomb or being an occultist. You know what I mean? Some like once you add life regen to every single boss, you're negating once again doing anything but a glass cannon build. You can't go defense first again now that you've added life regen to every boss. When you add all this Cyrus infused crazy craziness in the middle of a hundred monsters and you can't see, you know, there's a dominated person in there somewhere, but you have no idea where they are or which one they are. The game's not ready for it. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't, it's too much guessing as opposed to too much knowing what I did wrong. So that's what I'll get into or we can talk about it now, whichever. Well, yeah, I, I'll, the one thing I will agree with you a hundred percent on is that uh, this league has made me more frustrated than I think any league before with Whoa. the amount of stuff on the ground. Yeah. With the amount of, the, I can't see. So for example, Cyrus, when he comes into a fight, he, I, normally I would know where he's putting the little geysers on the ground or the stars are going to fall. Normally I would be able to see that and I could react and make sure I'm not in those. But when you're in the middle of a ritual fight, I, I wouldn't have a clue. Not only that, throw on carry on golems that are just exploding my screen i can't see anything on the ground and there were a few times where i was insta dying to no clue at all and i couldn't see what was on the ground and so this is one of the first leagues where i've noticed that 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 real frustration i i totally agree about the ground stuff to me you have to be able to make this game for the user i don't know what the fix is though to me, the the fix is probably PoE2. When they're slowing the game down, they have this whole design for like they emphasized how slow the game is planning to be. And you don't slow the game down with a massive rush and onslaught of enemies. Now, I love killing tons and tons of enemies on a regular basis, but I need to be able to see. And if I'm decked out with MTX, right, like I have a nice shining set of wings that shouldn't impede my gameplay, right? If I have a thousand monsters rushing at me, okay, I still need to be able to see the ground somehow. And though the game might be slowing down whenever PoE 2 comes out, I still need to like the game today. And the fix is knowing what you're adding today 
not doing whatever your normal routine is, and then just waiting for PoE2 to fix it. You know what I mean? Like now I don't, I'm not a part of the decision-making process, but right now today, it's too much guessing. I have to make something that can handle way too much surprise damage. And then I have to be able to handle life regen on a boss. Now, yes, this does make me very, or maybe more dependent on good items as I progress. So maybe the idea is just maybe that I progress slower. But at the same time, the boss design is meant for really high damage. Otherwise, like the life regen actually gets rid of everything you're doing that Maven provides. And I mean, especially if you're doing like that wasteland boss where they don't even tell you why they're regening life, but they do. I think it's because they're standing on the chaos ground that they make. I don't remember, but it doesn't even say the boss has life regen and it's tons. And so if you're doing that boss and then you add Maven to a boss that already has life regen, it's insane. But I had to actually survive all the content to get there with all the Cyrus dominated stuff. And I don't see them half the time. They're plopped right in the middle of a map, like especially if you're doing one of those jail cell maps where it's just a whole bunch of little chambers inside and it's dark. And oh my goodness, I don't have this written down anywhere, but it just popped into my head. It frustrated me so much, it frustrates me every time. But now that Cyrus dominated stuff is in there, along with some other things, get rid of completely, please, I'm begging, GGG, please get rid of allies can't die. Please just get rid of it. It's it, like it lags up my console like you wouldn't believe. And then it, to, to, to try and find that in the middle of a massive cluster of stuff I can't see. Ugh, I, anyway, so it was a really good week, but a really frustrating week for me. I think with regards to the stuff that was bothering me in the sense of the stuff on the ground, I don't know how they fix it, but I would love to see where there was uh a transparency of the stuff that is less dangerous or or your own stuff so that as i'm fighting if cyrus is going to put a geyser on the ground the other things around it almost become opaque a little bit where they're not dominating the color and the thing up front they're almost like in the background of whatever is a major part of damage or thing that you need to know about because right now it's just it's impossible when you get too much happening on the screen and Ritual has just dumped a crap load of stuff on the screen now, which I really, really do like. But I don't like that part. I don't like the fact that I'm guessing where to go and where to stand. Right. I love I'm, I'm with you 100 uh, percent. I love busy, but I need to know where to go. I need still need to know what's hitting me. And it's as the user, like as, as even though we have a podcast, even though we've been playing for years, it's not our job to shrug our shoulders and be like, oh man, that sucks. Like we're supposed to love the game and they're supposed to figure out the minute details of, okay, where's the balance of busy versus how do we guarantee that they know what's happening? You know what I mean? As a user, that's not our job. And I feel like when that's kind of ignored throughout, I mean, that's just what Path of Exile is. It's hope for the best, plan for a lot of accidental damage. I don't know. It, it was a really frustrating week for me. I liked it a lot and there was a lot of really cool stuff, but I disliked it as much as I liked it. I have to bring up something that you said in the last podcast because a number of people messaged me about it and I saw comments about it. Uh-oh. Good or bad? Odd. I'll say odd. Okay. You made the comment that you hate weapon pets and everybody was like, um, you play animate weapon. That doesn't make any sense. And then I read that. I was like, Damn it. How did I not realize that in the middle of the podcast? I, I wish I had noticed it so I could have called you out on it. But I thought to myself, I have to make sure I bring it up because 
that actually doesn't make any sense at all. You mean my hypocrisy? Your comment of not liking a weapon. The best part is not it's not that you just don't like it. You're like, it's not realistic <laughs> as you have as you have floating weapons attacking for you. Here's the thing. Everybody thinks I like animate weapon. No, no, I don't. The problem is, is I'm making a red minion guide, a green minion guide and a blue minion gem guide. Green minions, I have the choice between blink or mirror arrow. I forget which one is the more valid minion. Herald of Agony or animate weapon. That, that, that's it. And I can't do Herald of Agony. I cannot. It's a very unenjoyable playstyle for me. So though I don't like the prospect of animate weapon, it's really the only option I had. It was the easiest one button version. It was easy to scale damage. It was awesome to add it to the occultist. So it's there. But I've said, and I think it's even in my guide, as soon as there's another green minion gem available, I am seriously considering it. And it better be pirates. It better be pirates. Unless they're doing pirates as that white or clear gem that I suggested. I'm going to add that to the suggestions. It's a reasonable excuse. I still don't I still don't fully buy it, but I'll give it to you. I think it's a stupid skill. It works well and it's fun to play, but I think it's a stupid skill. You're just surrounding yourself with the thing you don't like. Right. It <laughs> is unrealistic, weapons. Justin. It is unrealistic. Yeah, I would I think it's more realistic to fight inside a um, monster mountain. What do they call it? The beast where Malachi is right in the heart? Well, that's realistic. Yeah, sure. see, that's that's more realistic than than minion no weapon pets. In a world where you're fighting through a beast's body, I think a floating flying weapon it fits. Okay, fine. I still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here near there. This week in PoE was very busy. Hey, how about we talk about my week in PoE? You jackass. Fine. God. I thought you just played Monday and that was it because every no, other week, Saturday, week, Sunday, and like, Monday. Oh, wow. But not Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Thanks for nothing. No, I watched and talked with Ethan as he played. I, I continued with my Golem build. I think it's awesome. It's, you get to a point with, I don't know if it's the, if it's normal with minions and I don't even think you would know because you don't play them to like a point where you're min maxing them and, you know, taking them to a really high level, but you definitely feel like you get to a point where, and yeah, it is kind of like that with a lot of builds, but you're going to have to spend quite a bit of currency to get it over certain humps. And that's kind of where I'm at, which isn't a big deal. They're not like insanely expensive, but I just haven't had time to actually source some of the items that I need to push it a little bit further. What are your bumps right now? What are your walls? Well, uh, they're not, I don't, well. Or is it Justin bumps? Like, it's like, oh, I didn't beat that boss in a second and a half. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's not like um, it's not like it's not reasonable. It's just not as fast as I'm trying to think specifically where I was finding. I have not had really big problems with most bosses, so I don't know if it's just a, it. The rituals, I it's a really hard thing to gauge if you're doing well in a ritual or not, because sometimes rituals take like ten times as long as a boss, and I can't tell if that's because mobs are just continuously spawning. Or if mobs have been sitting around for a while and they're taking a bit to die. Because I can't, I can't, I can't tell like which mob is dead and, you know, is that a newer mob or how long has it been up? Okay. Yeah. But no, otherwise the build's been fine. I'm excited to actually get some playtime in hopefully this week as work settles a little bit. Just make sure Monday works, okay? I won't ask you any other day. It's going to be a no, but I'll make sure Monday works. I want to. I wanted to. I just, 
I just couldn't. Sorry, I'm busy. Yeah, if man, I told I'm you busy. the truth of what my evenings were, I'd be laughed at. So I'm not going to tell you the truth, but that's why I couldn't be online. You said it last week. My bedtime's eight o'clock. That's what you said. No, I didn't. It's not that early. No, but, but my that's, evenings that have been pathetic because I have, I didn't feel great. Like with my, my, when she got sick, I feel like I got a bit of the, the bug too. And I hate, I'm a nasty, 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 sick person. So I've heard, but you've never, you've never shared that with anyone. You're one of those people, you know how there's some people who's like, Hey, you want to hang out pre COVID of course. Hey, you want to hang out no matter how sick or grumpy or irritated someone is. They'd be like, yeah, I'll be there. And then there's other people where it's like, no, I got like the sniffles. I can't. No, I always want to hang out. Well, before you do, COVID. but, but you're very good at when you're sick saying no. And it's always been because you say you're a sick grump, but nobody's ever seen you sick. Yeah. You, just, well, you have to ask my wife the next time she's actually on the podcast. Cause she'll be like, he beats me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, but I'm not a very good sick person. I just get, I get crabby. So my, my weekend, my week evenings were very, very low key. I would have played PoE. I did really want to, but I, I just vicariously lived through Ethan, who was rebuilding his build and changing stuff around. And What's hilarious is that when sometimes when you're vegging out, you'll play whatever console you have in your bedroom. You mentioned that you're playing the Wii for a while, or not the Wii, whatever Nintendo's, the Switch. You were playing something on the Switch a while ago. and uh, Diablo? I think it was. I think it was Diablo for a little bit. Yeah, so all you need to do, Just, is set up an Xbox in your in your bedroom and you can play poe be no problem no no don't make the cricket sound that's fine it's a very good suggestion it's gonna so be a very anyway, short pause to my no and are you finished your poe week can we talk yeah about now we can talk week? about this week in poe you jerk <laughs> did you so go through rude. any of the patches i did and i don't care about the hot fixes they were because good. they were they were fine i would like to jump into 3.13.1 as well as the dev manifesto question for you first what do you think makes this point one as opposed to longer. Like 13.0 <laughs> dxy it's just longer i think that's it all right cool all right 3.1 all right so i have a long list i had no idea my list was that long yours is going to be probably more good is going to be better than mine i one thing i do like and it's so odd to me that it took them till 13.1 to do this was that now items with anointed notable passive skills will show what the passive skill is when you hover on it. It's bizarre to me that that didn't come out at the beginning of anointments. Right. I hate that. I absolutely hate when I was talking to, I'm sorry, I don't remember. I was talking to somebody about them selling talismans and they were making good currency by selling talismans. And I'm like, how though? Like, it's not only do you have to know talismans drop with the most rarest thing but now you also need to know what is that anointment and does it fit in to whatever's dropped and so quite often if i actually cared now i'm opening up my passive skills i'm typing in the name and trying to scroll around to find it well it's bizarre to me that it that this was the time that they were like all right we're gonna give it to you i'm super happy it's there agreed but weird to me that this was the time that they were like all right we'll give it to them now Agreed on both accounts. Took a long time, but glad it's here. And then I do have some more stuff, but it's going to be more around the texture streaming. So why don't you talk about the other stuff? Uh, for those that were having issues with Legion, especially if you were adding it to your passive tree and you're getting it a little bit more frequently, um, Legion now shouldn't be an issue in the rituals anymore. They made some fixes there. Did you ever run into that? It was a funny, it was a funny thing. So you, what would happen is you'd go to the ritual, you'd clear it, but you couldn't click the ritual to activate it. Why? And so you'd be, because well, there's, 
you just couldn't. There were no mobs anywhere, but it's because outside the ritual area was a legion monolith, and inside the ritual area were some of the mobs that would have spawned from the legion. So you had to activate that, kill them, and then the ri- so this is a good fix. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, v now works with uh, all the ritual stuff, no matter Alva. which master. It was yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah. Oh, it's always Alva. I hate Alva. It's always heard. And we're gonna talk about our Atlas passive stuff next week, but I little sneak peek preview for those that care about every single word we say. But I'm not selecting Alva on anything. My Incursion's goal a big is nope. if <laughs> my goal is if everybody ignores Alva, they'll just get rid of her and Incursion and everything about there it. There are a lot of people that love Alva and Incursion, uh, and no, I get that, it. No, 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 that's not true. The temple's nope, strong. Nobody likes She's it. Just no, a nobody cow. likes her. Nobody likes her. Re-entering an instance now shows the proper amount of rituals remaining. So that's a nice little perk. Remember you don't I have to worry that? about leaving an area. Yeah, Last I do. Episode. I encountered it as well. Monsters shouldn't be inaccessible now when certain terrain types in rituals. That's a nice little perk. Uh, you can't imprint watchstones anymore. So now you know for those imprinters. I guess there's still an issue with being able to copy them. Game. Now, well, yeah, it's not for us, but still has market value to it. You know what I mean? They've generically improved the Maven fight. It reminds me exactly of Cyrus notes. I can't tell you how many times you and I have talked about improved the Cyrus fight, made some improvements to your Cyrus encounter. Anyway, they did that with Maven. You can now tell what you've selected in the Atlas passive trees. That's right. I paraphrased that one. Apparently the lines for very hard to see what you've selected and haven't, uh, it wasn't very easily distinguished. So it's funny though. They, they talked about that, which is awesome because it was true. It was really hard sometimes. And then uh, you might have this as well, but they made it so that it's, it's either in this, I'm sorry, it's either in this or in something else, but they said that they were fixing when you select a master mission. Cause it's quite hard to tell. Oh, which they're changing the master selected. mission one. Yeah, that's going to be just fixed. That might Maven. Oh, good. No, good. it's it's. I don't think it was in this. It was in the manifesto or the what whatever. There were questions and answers that they did. Uh, sorry, it was in the two week report. Was it? They said we have a fix on the way. Oh, that's awesome because I, I I've been forgetting to write that down ever since console came out until now. But I have to really squint and I have to change my PC selection to see it. But on console, it's like oh, it is oh, bright is it? and it's ready to go. Yeah, and so. I noticed they made the change with Maven's button because when it first came out on console, I couldn't tell. I had to flicker it back and forth to see. And then all of a sudden, uh, patch C came out and I could really tell the difference. And then I came back to play on console Monday night and I'm like, oh, wow, that's it's really hard to see my master missions. I couldn't tell which one I was clicking against. So that's really cool. It actually says this change should be live now. So I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it is already live. Awesome. Uh, they added, oh, here it is. They added an audio telegraph to Maven's frost projectile skills. Nice. While witnessing the Shaper encounter, Maven will no longer use her healing skills during the Shaper's immunity phase. To, now, I don't have this in our notes, but to me, just the addition of adding life regen to every boss, the, you really have to give people a counter to life regen. Because, oh, maybe I already said this. This sounds familiar. Sorry if I'm repeating something, but life regen's hard for defensive builds or slow hitting builds. You know what I mean? Like, they're, I don't think the game's ready for every boss to have life regen yet because it puts, to me anyway, it weighs the theory crafting options. It really cuts out a lot, and you typically go damage first. 
You know what I mean? I think life regen is a very, you have to be very careful how you add life regen when bosses are your focus. Anyway, um, they also fixed some other bosses with um, Maven encounters. So that'll be cool. Uh, and they fixed a bug where Maven, I, I'm not listing all, I'm uh, listing, I'm, I'm only talking about the things that interest me here, but these, uh, these all stood out to me. Uh, fixed a bug where Maven would sometimes fail to use her skills correctly when witnessing a boss encounter. I wonder what that looked like. Did that mean she wasn't using them? Did that mean they were too strong? Did that mean she was... Maybe that's just more of the shaper stuff. Improved readability when hovering over a map on which an atlas has a large amount of modifiers. Does that make sense to you? Have you played since that patch? Uh, well, I've seen ones where they have lots of modifiers. I don't know what they mean by re uh, readability because... But I mean, some of them are crazy long. I don't know. I, it's not whatever it looks like. I'm happy for the fix. It's nice to be able to see everything properly and read it. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, you mentioned that uh, the notable items are now showing their passive skill information. Uh, <laughs> this one made me laugh. Animate weapon microtransactions can now be applied to weapons animated via the chains of command unique body armor. So that's awesome. And then the note underneath is basically auras that are granted by unique armors can also have the mtx applied so basically uniques are starting to you know they're making sure that your mtx what you've paid money for can show up even if it's coming from a unique item the animate weapon one made me laugh because they pluralized microtransactions and there's one mtx one for animate weapon obviously it's celestial but it's hilarious that they would go through and say like all of your animate weapon microtransactions can now be applied to to those weapons no matter where they come from but it is just one and obviously it's celestial. Uh, I, did you, I don't know, you, you selected the strong box option in the, what I forget which region it's in, but there's only one region that has the strong box focus. Mm -hmm. uh, fixed a bug where unique strong boxes would spawn way more than intended. Once you've had the notable where they were supposed to be rare or higher. I do have that notable. I never noticed it. I've regretted, I've regretted that selection since I took Why? it. You just don't see them enough. And how often do you get a good drop out of a chest? It's really rare. I don't know. I just assume because they're, do you have the one where they're corrupted? The one yeah. that's right after that? Or is that the same one? Oh, uh, well, it's the next one follows it. Because to me, that's great. You get the, the corrupted Val options on the thing, right? So you get way more than you would normally get by spending Alks and Chaos anyway, or however it is you'd like to do it. good come from them. Do you think you'd get something more valuable from other options? Probably not. And I'll probably keep it that just because the more I play them, I'll at least get to see more. Now, we're going to get into texture streaming. So let me say this last point before you move on to texture streaming. And then they had like Dev Manifesto and other announcements as well. But um, there was a high texture quality option that you really liked. You liked that they, in a previous patch, they limited the graphical options you could select based on your video card or your video RAM, right? How much? Yeah. Yeah, so um, now they've basically re-enabled it. Yep, but they're recommending you don't use a right. higher now setting. Now it's just a recommendation. I don't know if that's in the game or what, or if you have to have seen this pa patch notes to see the recommendation. But yeah, they re-enabled the limitation that they previously had. Anyway, hopefully it works out for people. I actually want to do a test because we had I had tons of zero frames per second when you and I were playing together. So many horrible frame rates. And so I'd like to go through now I stream and I always forget that when I'm streaming that has a big tax on my computer. Um, you know my computer well, I don't know. Where would you rate my computer? Like on a scale of one to 10 for playing PoE? Seven, seven or eight. Okay. Wow, I, I might be touching eight. See, to me, eight's like 80%. That's like an A. 
You're up there. You're just you're stressing it when you when you stream as well. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, I think any company wants to get anyway. Anyway, so I had a lot of drops. Uh, I'd like to try the game on garbage quality settings. I forgot to change all my graphic options when we were having these issues. So I'd like to give it a shot. But you want to bring up texture streaming and um, you had a negative perception on it previously. Whatever they did. So there was a combination of some, they came up with the manifesto and in that they talked about their post about texture streaming. They talked a lot about how they're dealing with texture streaming and how they, they're trying to front load a lot of assets when you log in so that the the game is not loading them as you're accessing those assets or trying to as much as possible limit how much you're accessing as you're playing up until this point like even when we were playing you were dropping down to just terrible frame rate yeah i'd say five was my average every time i looked i was in single digits right for me i was doing fine there were it was definitely laggy like you could feel it in some of those rituals uh but it was manageable and it wasn't terrible and and up until well, to be honest, I didn't load the game much this week, but I did load it up today because I was going to I was looking through some stuff with Ethan. I don't know what they did, but it is garbage right now. It is. Ab- I would not play this game if it looked like this normally. When I loaded into Oriath, it I could literally watch the squares load and my player was there and it was fuzzy everywhere around my player for way longer than it should have been that's i don't know what they're doing i get it like they've said in their thing that they're they're trying to assess this as they go and they should have fixes for it that is i i haven't played a map yet so i can't say if it if that was the front loading of these assets they're talking about and maybe had i loaded into a map it would have been fine but that that was absolute garbage i've never seen something like that in path of exile and when so here's the thing when i loaded it ethan was looking at my screen because I started flipping out. I'm like, what the frick? And he he seemed surprised by my reaction. He's like, well, you haven't seen this through the whole league? I'm like, no. He Apparently, this is what he's been seeing. Yeah. This just like patchiness. I've seen weird loading things where things were blank for a second. And then they loaded. But it was very, it was, it was typically only if I moved very quickly. This was just, I mean, if this is what people have been looking at for a lot of the game so far this league. I, I would be losing my mind. There's n- I would not play a game that looked like that on a regular basis. So No, even if it was just for the load, even if you had to wait 10 seconds for the game to load, like they said, that's what loading screens are for. They did say that in their dev manifesto about texture loading screens. Like, yeah, we're, we are planning on fixing it and we'll start, start to include the more like visually, the stuff that sucks to look at, we'll include that in a loading screen, which is what they said loading screens are supposed to be for. Yeah, I don't know. I I am I like it and I hate it. See, to me, when you only play PoE, this kind of stuff, unfortunately, now is just acceptable. This is just one of the, you know, graphical issues of the game. It's how it goes. It goes away. It's only at a certain time. People that only play PoE tolerate it. For me, when I have this on console, now I don't have, you're seeing the the upgraded version. You're seeing point one. Texture improvements have been added to point one. I wasn't having problems before that though. Right. That's that's kind of weird. For me, I'm still on C on console. And when I load my inventory, I could have a sip of coffee, a sip of my soup, whatever, have a snack, take a couple chips of hummus and then, and then it loads. It bothers my head. I don't, I can't look at the screen. That's concussion stuff. They don't consider that, but it still looks really bad. 
But I'm thinking about this, like we had a few new people in our life play PoE for the first time. Why on earth would they consider out of all the free games they have and out of any other game that they're probably willing to pay for anyway, why would you play a game that looks like that? And then every single screen, like your loading screen looks like that. When I load, even when it's just the splash screen on Xbox, the Echoes of the Atlas logo is blurry for a second and a half. And then it loads up. I load my inventory. Like it just, it sets for people that play multiple games, it sets a really bad precedent for you and the company. From a marketing standpoint, it really doesn't look good for you. As a POE player, I can tolerate it fine. Like it doesn't impact my gameplay. Um, obviously, I want that texture loading to have a good value on my gameplay. So I don't have zero frames per second or five frames per second. And when you add a league that's just about hordes of enemies in your ritual, I want it to have a positive impact. But, you know, I can tolerate it, but I don't like it. Yeah, I, I it's hard for me because I don't mean to sound dickish when I say it, but I don't really care what it's like on a console only because that's not anything personal to you. It's just that it is always going to run worse on a console. There's just, of course, there's just nothing around, nothing, you know, there's no way around that. But we've had this talk before too. And again, it's because I don't play it on console, but if you can't make it run well on console, then don't release it on console. This is the same Cyberpunk 2077 conversation we had. If it doesn't work, then you pull it. I know I'm 100% on board with you. I'm glad it's on console, but it needs to work on console. And then from a PC standpoint, the thing that I don't understand is this whole 13.1 patch there. They said it, the goal was to not consume as many CPU cores on slower systems. I do not have a slower system. I have a very high core i7. I have way too much rant. Like it should, it shouldn't happen on my machine. So when I'm looking at that and then again, even Ethan's computer, he's running an i7. It's a 1080 Ti. It shouldn't. I didn't realize it was looking like that for him through the whole league. And I play the game on the dumbed down settings. I don't run anything on high end settings. So I, I, I'm so curious. And then <laughs> I really am getting tired of their PoE2 sort of, I don't know what the word is, but don't reference PoE2 when you're talking about a current issue. I just don't like that. Yeah. In addition to the above explanation, it's also important to understand that texture streaming is the backbone of an ongoing memory usage improvement project that will help make Path of XL2 perform well with its higher detail asset. I am excited for PoE2. I am super pumped for PoE2, but I do not give a shit about PoE2 when PoE1 is not running well. Agreed. I couldn't care less that you tell me PoE2 is going to be good. Don't care. I want to play now and I want it to play well. And again, when we played, mine was running fine. But when I say it's running fine, I'm still going from three to 400 frames per second down to it. Like, like, I think at one point I even said to you, I dropped 30. It was like 30 to 40 frames per second, which for me is almost not playable. It was brutal. You had no frames. That's not playable. No. And I don't have a computer that should be having an issue. Now, granted, I said I want to test it on dumbed down settings, but should I need to play on dumbed down settings? Probably not. I really wish they would do something to make it so that you could decrease all of the garbage on the screen. And I, this is a decreased amount of garbage on the screen. Like, remember, they came out with that. Are lastly, you talking loot or are you talking enemies? No, your own, your particles and all the, the nonsense of the player stuff that came out last league. They came out with that where it was like a reduced amount of that stuff on the screen. Or a smarter system, like a s smarter in terms of showing you what's what. Yeah, right. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see them do something, but it makes me a little nervous because I'm really curious if I saw this 
go down in performance did people who have lower systems see it also decrease or did like i'm curious if it's running better for i don't think it is if i look at our discord which we have a large community uh, of people who play a lot i'm seeing a lot of people that are having texture issues a lot of people that are crashing i there was a comment today that was like i'm just not going to play until a patch comes out to fix this yeah they said they had i mean maybe it was an exaggeration but they said they had they they said okay you know what i stopped counting at 50 i'm waiting for the next patch and they were referencing count crashes and i don't buy it as an exaggeration because we don't have people that are like whiny on our discord we don't have people who are like over the top whiny about stuff so i i i don't know i i hope that they're that something's happening but i am not fine waiting till poe2 for that fix if you can't if that's going to make poe2 better fine but then find a better system to run poe1 on yeah you got to consider today and tomorrow and that's why that part of my comment on i don't think maven this, the game's ready for maven too busy too busy like when you're running all this stuff and then you have uh some incredibly difficult individual plopped in the middle of your mobs like goodness like that just adds more to the game but now i like i just can't my game can't handle it my game can't now here's one thing though a, a positive thing about this texture streaming stuff i know you don't care about console but pretend there's a pc that has console specs trying to play path of exile it would take every single time a syndicate member would either invade the screen or i would go into what are they, the labs where you actually go into a separate map? Is that what they're called? The lab? Mm -hmm. It would, I'd, ha I'd have zero frames per second. It'd be about two seconds per member. And so when I'd go into a lab, it would stop. Now I've had very smooth syndicate encounters since three, I'm playing on C on console right now, 13C. I've had very smooth syndicate encounters for the entire 13 league. And so as a console player, I'm not scared from a like a limitations perspective like oh shoot syndicates here I hope I live and not because of the damage they do but because I'm probably going to get hit a few times before any of my buttons register um, now I can actually play it so there are positives from like that really low end spectrum of this texture issue I'm 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 still thankful that it's there I don't like how it looks but for me it's just it, it's not it doesn't impact gameplay right now. Right. So the one thing I'll say, two things I'll say. One is it looked like garbage today, but I, I'll be honest, I didn't load into a map after that just absolute garbage of a load. So I maybe maybe if I, I loaded into a map and as I was zipping around, maybe I wouldn't notice those weird blank, you know, unloaded texture spots. Maybe. So I can't say that for sure. But I also will say I still stand by all the stuff I said, especially all the nonsense about waiting for POE2, but also take it. I mean, you have to understand the fact that I'm what Tyler and I are talking about and I'm being negative about it and it pisses me off. This is still my favorite league in a, I can't even think of how long of a time. So it's not like it's all negative. This again, this has been my absolute favorite league. I love Ritual. I love what they've done with the Atlas. I, I'm really, really excited about all of it, but I cannot stand if it's not going to run. And I am so done with hearing about PoE 2. Yeah. And that, that, you know, it's the ongoing joke and people talk about it. It's going to fix everything. But remember we talked about this and, and, and I made the comment and you kind of like, we're like, oh, you know, poor guy, he, you know, he made the comment. And I was like, no, he's, he's the owner of the company. They're still doing it. They're still doing it. It's not like it was a one-off where he like, you know, I got caught talking about 313 when 312 was coming out or whatever the, whatever the thing was, right? Where that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. That, 
this is ongoing where they keep saying PoE2 is going to fix it. Don't tell me that until we're like two weeks from PoE2. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it three or four leagues away from PoE2. I do like hearing that PoE2 is going to fix this stuff. But I do, Man, I, don't. I don't think it's valuable to know if the fix, if there isn't something that's really going to help today. So if I can play on a system that's meant for gaming, Path of Exile 2, and there's minor things that need to be improved, and then that's going forward and really going to improve PoE 2, fine. But if there's major things that need to get fixed in PoE 1, and I'm hearing that the majority of the fix is coming in PoE 2. Well, that's worded different. Like, this is the best that we can do today. It kind of sounds like they're saying that, and I, I don't know that they are, but they're saying that texture streaming is what we're doing. You're going to have to deal with it because it's the backbone of PoE 2. But we're trying to figure out how to make it work with PoE 1. That's not okay if that's the case. You can't, you can't make PoE 1 run poorly as you try to optimize it for PoE 1 because you need it for PoE 2. That's not okay. So anyway, I don't know. I, I'm hoping maybe I'll go run some maps after just so I have an idea. But it, when I loaded it today, I was absolutely shocked. And I, it just irritated me. So that's my, that's my beef with their texture streaming stuff. <laughs> they've, they've always had an attitude of we can release it and then keep improving it. That's the, been their attitude with every single league, how I've commented on, you know, I feel like I'm playing beta all the time. You know, it's the same thing, whether it comes from gameplay, whether it comes from an idea, whether it comes from this visual texture stuff, it, it sucks. Like I keep, I want the company to grow and I like where they're going with it. And we have to understand too, this is just the beginning of a lot of texture updates that they're going to be doing throughout this league. That's the impression that I get from these comments, but I keep wanting the game to grow. And I keep thinking about a new person loading this game and turning it off right away. I think about the tutorial, how it doesn't even cover end game. I think about how texture streaming, like how. You can't see your items for the first five seconds once you load your inventory. I think about these people that I'm trying to, but yeah, no, you should play the game. You should play the game. And I don't want to be that person. I think I don't remember if it was after dark or what, but I made the comment like, you know, there's those people that really like a TV show and they really want you to watch. And they're like, no, 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 no. Just wait until season five. Then it gets good. You know, like you don't want to tolerate all this stuff until you get there. And I think of a new person needing to rely on us saying, yes, this game is awesome just tolerate all this stuff well you just need to add a notation that says played on pc because in general <laughs> it's going to be better hey man you got my wife to finally play the game and she's playing it on your platform so good for you that's awesome uh they came out with another um lore blip from nick this week oh i didn't see that one what was it about about the envoy okay cool i freaking yeah, love you the envoy. like the read you love the envoy and they got they got a, a a popular actor to do it matt sunderland i think his name is which is cool and they think he nailed it. A lot of the times, no matter how much work, Nick said this, no matter how much work you put into an NPC, it's the voice actor that makes or breaks it. I mean, no matter what, everybody loves Einhardt. Doesn't matter if you like the league or not. Everybody loves Einhardt. Everybody loves Nico. It's just funny. So two things I want to point out with Nick talking about the Envoy. He said, things that he says are randomized and they're also spoken based on proximity rather than player input. And I loved this. When he does show up, unlike every other NPC in PoE, the envoy's, uh, the envoy's voice plays at the same level no matter where you are from him, no matter the distance you are from him. So you click on him in a map, you can keep playing and you hear it. No, 
that's not true. As you get far enough away from him, the audio stops and it drives me crazy. I hate well, that. Well, you play, you play fast. Well, but it shouldn't. I, I love what he says, but I don't want to have to stay within a certain range of him to hear it all. I wish every single lore piece, including dialogue, worked like the ones where you click on it and then you get the, the bottom. Book. Right. Like, I wish every lore bit was like that. Also, keep that context. Uh, what's that? The uh, closed captioning, the green text. Keep that up for the whole friggin' time that the audio is playing. Like, it's so weird to me that that has a timer that's different than the audio timer. Some of us old people just want to read. Okay. <laughs> that's right but for normal speed players even though we might be the minority his voice plays at the same level no matter your distance from him this was an intentional decision decision to set him apart both from other npcs and the land around him i thought that was kind of neat the envoy's lore is divided into five tiers with new dialogue added at the pool based on the number of atlas passives you've unlocked so what he says is random and you unlock more things based on how many Atlas passives you've unlocked. That's pretty cool. So I also, we talked about this last weekend where I was going off about the Maven and her, I don't know what the word, I, I can't think of any politically correct word to use, but she's just an idiot. And right, right, right. Uh, I started playing more that weekend and I did start to notice now she's getting like two and three word sentences. Oh, is she getting smarter? Somebody posted a spoiler in in our uh, discord YouTube. which i do appreciate the fact that they no it was always oh, in youtube yeah it was in youtube i do appreciate that they noted it as a spoiler and i chose to click on it to find out what it was and i'm not gonna say what it was but oh good for you it that is a weird thing if that's true <laughs> i haven't got to the point where that actually is told out in the story but i read that and i was like all right we'll see how this plays out but anyway she seems to be getting a little bit smarter she's using slightly more complex words two to three word per sentence so maybe if, you know, and I will say as much as I hate her with the one word thing, it is cool if that's the case. If she's like, as you progress her, she's worth, getting smarter. Worth tolerating. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, though, I, I haven't experienced it yet. I barely have seen Maven stuff. Well, yes and no. I saw the spoiler before I got into Maven stuff on console, so it was easy for me to tolerate. Um, I was only relying on your feedback from the previous episode last time. Um, you, you ever read Harry Potter? Read it? No. Okay. You watched them all? Yep. Okay. Okay. Story. Like I, I like, I like stories. I like fantasy stuff. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like that. It's cool. I don't, I don't mind the Harry Potter series. I think the overall story is pretty neat. Um, I absolutely hated books four and five. Like Prisoner of Azkaban was really cool. It blew, blew the world open. The very next book you read after this whole world gets blown open and there's so much more of a global scale to this really interesting story, books four and five focus on a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old or whatever. No offense if you're 12 or 13 or listening. But it was, and it, not written poorly, it was written from the perspective of a kid that age, but it was really annoying. What are four and five? Which ones are those? Oh, I don't know. There was like the, the Phoenix, the Gauntlet one. And then whatever was after the gauntlet one, I forget. Like the last one's two parts, like book six and seven. And then the Prisoner of Azkaban was book three. So whatever, like there was the Goblet of Fire, I think. Okay. I don't know, something after that. Anyway, they were annoying because he was just an irritating little whiny little prick. And the whole book revolved around him. Now, it's not the author's fault in a way. I mean, you're writing a book about that age group, so that's, that's how it happens. And so you really have to nail the world around you 
if the character, if your main character is really annoying. You know what I mean? So hopefully they do that with the Maven as the Maven goes from like simple terms to more complex terms. Like if your if your initial stage is annoying, hopefully the world around and like the lore is interesting enough to distract from that as the progress gets more wordy is my point. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> sure it does. No, it does, does it? Or are you still stuck on you, you which threw me Harry off Potter with the Harry annoying. Potter? I don't know what you're talking about anymore. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> whatever, man, you're a prick. Anyway, Envoy is awesome. And yep. uh, they had a week two report, which already included a lot of stuff we've talked about. But there was an, a lot of other feedback. They get feedback all the time. One of my favorite things that they had, I think, oh, is about the server stability. This isn't even in my notes. So I'm not going to word it properly. But they're like, we know a lot of you are very technologically and knowledgeable about how servers work uh we don't need your feedback we're aware of what the issue is it just takes time to order the products and the prices yeah i saw chris i think chris posted that on reddit or something and i saw that too it was really funny there was one thing in this week two report that i actually really liked and it came off of a comment man i wish i could remember if it was in youtube or if it was in discord or where it was but people were complaining about wanting the horticrafting station increased how many you had and i remember arguing with somebody i can't remember where i don't again I, it might have been reddit it might have been youtube i can't remember where it was you argued on reddit i want to hear about it I, well i just i somebody was complaining about it and i was like no you you get 10 the whole point is to have to make a decision like that's <laughs> yeah. part of the fun i don't want a one i already have things in my horticrafting station where i'm like i probably didn't need that. I don't want more. I, I love the fact that I have to think hard. What are 10 important ones I want? And if this one's not a good one anymore, it's time to get rid of it and replace it. You, the thing is, you're not trapped. If I go into the grove and I find three amazing crafts that I want to save in the exact same grove, I can, I mean, it's kind of weird that you, I, I kind of do wish that within the horticrafting station, you could just delete one. You can't, you have to use it as a craft. Oh, that's interesting. So to me, that's kind of annoying because sometimes I have to find an item that I can just throw this stupid craft onto. Uh, I do wish there was just the option to delete it, but no, you don't need more. And I, and I love the fact that they said, people ask, can you increase the capacity of the horticrafting station? Which clearly means more than the one individual I was speaking to asked for this change. And they said, limiting the number of crafts can be stored is the trade-off for keeping very powerful crafts accessible. We don't have any current plans to increase the storage limit. Thank you, Grinding Gear yeah, Games, yeah, for sticking to something that you said. I love you know that. What? A lot of that was, and I have this note, a lot of working correctly yeah. responses. Like, no, we've tested it out. It's working correctly. No, this is actually how we want it, including that one. And I loved it. And it's kind of funny. But it's like, you have 10. You have 10 options. That's plenty that is so much. That's like asking for your character's inventory to be expanded because the game's bigger. No, you just make harder choices. That's like saying, uh, you know what, could you actually make exalts um, drop in stacks of five just because that like multi-craft craft or that multi-craft mod costs a lot. And, uh, you know, I just don't like having to choose between all the different characters I'm playing, which one I want to multi-craft. The thing is, too, if you look at all of the things within Path of Exile, Harvest Crafting I would argue is probably the strongest thing in the game. Oh, okay. And so to, ha I love that they limit you to how many you have to pick from. I don't think there's anything in the game that can give you as big of a power creep as harvest crafting. So the way that they brought it in is cool. 
and the way that they're running it is awesome. You get 10. That's it. That is pretty cool. Now, on a side note, I haven't seen, I've done 15, 20 maps on console now and game all T15, 16s. I don't have any, at, like, uh, the Atlas progression has been slow in terms of getting the Maven stuff. I think I've only done one three boss fight. Um, I haven't seen one harvest yet. How does it show, start showing up? Uh, I think it's just once you hit maps. I don't think there's anything specific. I think it's just, I mean, it's a 5% chance, I think. Oh, per map it's 5%? Yeah, I think so. Ooh, dang. All right. And well, you we'll just got to notice the little icon, uh, the little, I don't know, it's a weird icon. Wait, the it's, just a, icon. it's just a UI icon? She doesn't show up in the map? Like you don't click on Oshabi or whatever her name is? No, you click on like a tree in the map or a tree on the ground or whatever. Oh, it takes but you it to is the an interactable item yes, for your character. It it's is. not a UI thing. Oh, it's phew. not like you're moving so fast that you just miss it. Okay, I gotta go check. Maybe there's like um, a quest thing I need to go back and do. You know, standard characters, you know, if something you gets added that you're supposed to, what? what? No, I was just what? gonna say, this is why I love what they've done with the current and this league in general. And as much as I might have bitched about some stuff, I just love it. I was talking with Ethan today and he's really trying to get some specific harvest crafts. Okay. I, I, I really like that they made it so that if you want it, you can get it. You're going to have to play. That's it. You're going to have to play a lot. You're going to have to find ways to increase the chances of it coming up in your atlas. You're going to have to play high enough tiers to get the item level versions of the crafts that you need. And you've got 10 storage spots to plan accordingly. Everything in the game should be like that. I just, I really, really think it's been implemented super, super well. I agree. Uh, and so anyway. I, I, I love that they were like, I would have been, I, this would have been an entire podcast about them increasing Hordercrafting station storage spots had <laughs> they right. increased it. <laughs> it would have been, been a so hate episode. That's right. Yep. That's right. We wouldn't have even talked about texture streaming if that was the case. Now, here's something though, harvest related and about everything working correctly. Uh, there were a couple things that they said, yep, we're aware of it. We're fixing it up. People were complaining that they kept seeing empty harvest groves. And I mean, oh man, that would suck. Like you finally get one. Now I'm a casual player. I play one or two times a week. So getting a harvest grove would be, wow. Okay. Like I said, I did 15 to 20 maps. Didn't see one as far as I know. Wouldn't it be crazy? You finally get it and it's empty. They said, if you find a sacred grove that's empty, it's only appears to be empty. It's most likely that you've spawned the heart of the grove fight. Imagine actually spawning the heart of the grove fight. You rarely see these. And you're like, oh, crap, it's empty. It's just another GGG bug. So you leave. Wouldn't that suck if you actually missed the heart of the Grove fight? So what they say, just in case, I don't remember if they said it was fixed or not yet or if it's going to be fixed, but you just kind of go to the center of the big garden Grove thing. And then that apparently spawns the fight if you're listening and it's not fixed yet. So yeah, <laughs> that's, oh my goodness, wouldn't that suck? Every time I read the, I guess that's why I've spent so much time in the patch notes area, because it's like, what if I was that person, I'd be pissed. But anyway, yeah, busy, uh, busy week in PoE. And despite our, you know, complaints about frame rate and texture stuff, it's constantly improving. They're constantly caring. And it's been, ah, it's, it's been a very different league in terms of how they've, not just how they've approached it, but we've definitely seen a different look and feel to the game based on how much was fixed beforehand and what they're able to fix now. I mean, we're only two weeks in and this is the stuff they're working on. Like these are features as opposed to crazy fixes. You know what I mean? There's still some people are having crazy crashes on my console playthroughs. I have about two per session 
And uh, so, I mean, they're there, but it, it's definitely a different talk. Like we're talking about improvements as opposed to simple stability stuff. So anyway, there we go. Done. Did you see the note from Chris, Mr. GGG from Chris? I did because you told me about it. I don't, I don't check Reddit, so I don't, you know, stuff like that doesn't typically pop up for me. Can I read it? Yeah, for sure. As I'm moving, bumping some of your topics, go for it. Don't. Oh, (laughs) man, they're so good. They're so good. Don't bump my stuff. Frick. Can you read it so I can bump everything back in? (laughs) No, go for it. All right. So this is a specific response to somebody. Chris says, I'm really glad that you're enjoying the league. It was a three. It was three months of development for most of our staff. I guess the person was saying like, hey, this is what you get with a four month, you know, development cycle instead of three months. Uh, Chris said, as it was actually a three months of development for most of our staff. Uh, some of the QA had a few last minute changes by whoever it was that was working through the Christmas period. But most of the staff worked throughout or had Christmas off. So it was still a three month development cycle. Um, but basically, the, how polished the league came out was be, because of their scope control that they had you know no what was it feature creep so the plan going forward is to continue the three months of development plus a month of qa and tweaks but that still means that we're doing a release every three months this means that content ideally will be ready a month before each respective release so for example 314's development started in mid mid december it'll likely be finished mid-march and will likely release mid-april of course, not, of all, not all of our releases are going to have endgame expansions along with the league, so do expect the size of the releases to vary each patch. So I thought that was really cool. There was a lot of really cool information in there. They're still sticking with a three-month scope, but because they're not, they're, they're, they're focusing, or they're negating getting rid of, I'm sorry, I don't know why my, the simple words are escaping me, but they're not doing feature creep anymore. So now we can expect actually a full month of QA. The game's going to be ready to play a month before it's released. Ah, oh, man, I can't wait for 314 now. That's awesome. I mean, now, I mean, they had that first, this first league of this new mentality came out around the Christmas break. And they're still very, and I, honestly, if I was to work for any company, I'd want them to put my, I'd want the staff to come before the, you know, the customer type of thing. So I'm glad they give their staff off, especially because the map stash tab work. But I, I'm really excited now for 314 to see what a game, a, a league launch would be like without the core expansion changing, right? No, like no core expansion and no Christmas break. What's it going to be like? 314, no matter the league, what's it going to be like with a month of the game being ready per se and fine tuning it? That, that post really excited me. I'm quite... Uh, yeah, so he was basing it on his how we're how we're developing expansions now. That was their big, that was their you know that was he that's what he was referencing um, the post that he put out. I I I did read it, and I I mean obviously I thought it was great. I really liked reading it. Uh, it makes me nervous a little bit. But why? Well, three fourteen better be smooth. And I will say three thirteen again. <laughs> besides that weird blip, literally like three days after we released our episode, yeah, it's hard. They did have some pretty bad issues on the server side. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I haven't seen gameplay stuff suffer. You know what I mean? Like I haven't seen a ritual to me has worked great. While it doesn't work in the sense that, hey, we're just going to crap all this stuff on top of you. Go. That part's not working great. 
Ritual the stability's itself, been good. And we know people have been crashing. It functions. It functions. And and so does so does Atlas is all, Maven, all of her stuff. It works. It works more so than what a normal league launch works with regards to what you feel like they maybe did or did not QA. So I'm excited if this is true in the sense that his timeline is real, which I don't see him lying about. But it's also Chris kind of putting himself out there again, saying this is how and and he has already. So I assume he's quite comfortable by saying this is how we're developing now. This is how we're stopping feature creep. And so you're going to see a difference come 314. People were crazy if they thought that GGG was going to drop down to a three release a year. It was never, ever going to happen. It never, ever will happen. Financially, they're set the way they have to release their four per year. That was always something I, I preached that in so many different episodes, going from a three-month to a four-month. Now, I didn't know feature creep was a thing. I didn't know that existed. And obviously, we were not working with the company. I wouldn't know any better. I love this setup. I love more PoE, so still four times a year, but a more focused, stable version. To me, it's like the best of every world. And again, 314 is going to be a really good proof of, of that because 313 kind of doesn't count because they got the extra month because of the delay oh, with Cyberpunk. So we right, didn't right, really right. get to see like, hey, would this have been the same release as 313, you know, had it released in December? So 314 is going to be a real good uh, answer to that. I think 3, 314 and 315, to be honest, because I even get, I feel like they almost get a kind of a pass on 314 because there was just that extra month. Where maybe they were far enough into 313, they could put way more, you know, into 314. So I feel like 314, 315 are going to be a big indication of how well they're managing that feature creep. And they might even squeeze one league into a two-month one. Like maybe they'll have a really small league because they're still, as far as it seems, from what well, they want to do a December to us, release again, right? Right. Yeah. So they're going to have to make something short again if they want to get their content out before christmas like just after the american thanksgiving so sure yeah anyway that yeah, it's it's neat and there are going to be changes and i guess companies always have to deal with fluctuating markets and how that kind of stuff works but now we know that there's a lot of people that are having crashes and a lot of instability justin and i really haven't had that but with how previous leagues have been released up until now this as their first league with no feature creep it's been a huge difference in retrospect to how other leagues have released. No matter what we've complained about, the scope of what it is is so minor compared to before. So that does really excite me for 314 and beyond. Yeah, I haven't looked at much and gone like, wow, they clearly did not test this, which we've had conversations many times where we're like, come on, how this is basic. This was something you missed that was very obvious. I haven't really seen that. No. Like Outside the idea of go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like some stuff that's so end game. I'm going to give them a bit of a pass because they're in, because of the size of Path of Exile and how so many things interact with other things there. I feel like there's always going to be something yeah. broken. Like even we didn't bring it up, but I was reading through their their patch notes. How does all of a sudden doors and heist not let you out? I don't understand. How does that magically become a thing when heist was working? Last, you had all last league to fix heist. How did something change where all of a sudden an open door is not really open? I, so stuff obviously happens. And I'm fine with that. I just don't want where the, the, the league itself is not functioning because they just didn't have enough time. So I, 314 and 315 are going to be big indications of how well that feature creeps going. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, even it, some of that stuff even has long-term consequence. Like we hopefully are going to talk about um, a lot of the Atlas passive tree stuff next episode and uh, don't kill us if other stuff comes up and we end up pushing that. But um, I have a huge Legion focus. I think, I think there's two regions that have three Legion keystones and I have them in all of them. And well, I primarily play standard. And Legion doesn't really have outside of Scarabs. There's not really a way to make it focus, right? And I've been pretty apathetic with Syndicate, not knowing for a while that that is how you get your major amount of Scarabs, which lets you focus on content. So as a result, all of a sudden, Jun is the most important NPC in the game. And now I had a horrible 3.9, I think was Legion, where they changed the Gladiator and... I had a horrible one because I did a character we've referenced it a few times where it, I couldn't complete a map. It was every time I blocked the game crashed, and I was doing a blocking character. And so uh, I didn't get to experience Legion and surprise like that type of thing has a long term effect now with my Atlas. I have a huge I'm like, yeah, I want Legion. Yeah, I want that five socket Atlas device. Yeah. Or map device like yeah, I want it. I want it. I want it because I didn't get to get it. Well, the Atlas changes, and yeah, we'll talk about it next week. The, it, this is my favorite end game I've played in a. I can't even think of how long with Path of Exile. It is so much fun what you can do and all the different options you have. I'm really curious how it's going to be like for us once it's been a thing. You know, like once it's been around for oh, six months or nine months. I don't know, but like just how there always a part of your character is going to be like i'm not talking the improvements they make i'm sure that it'll change every you know just like the passive tree changes i'm sure the atlas passives will change or get balanced too but like it's just how our mentality is like okay well how is this going to impact just our natural thinking of path of exile once it's a rudimentary part of the core and we've got it all memorized oh what do you mean what are you doing in haywork why aren't you in glenic that's way better for little or i don't know anyway back to ritual for a sec I didn't know this because I'm only playing the one character with you and we didn't get to play very much. But did you know that rituals are per character? So if you've um, you've only played the one character, so I guess you wouldn't. Um, what's it called when you defer? When you defer an item, um, it's just char per character. Like if you start up a new character, everything that you've done or deferred and all that kind of stuff, it's all per region and per character. I, I want to say that. that's good. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. That's a tough, that's a top, that's a bit of a toss up. Because if you had two players that were like, actually end game that you were playing and you get a good thing to defer it kind of sucks that you couldn't play both to just work towards it but i also see the other side of it where if i have somebody who's clear in t15 maps and i'm starting a new character and one of those expensive items comes up in a in a low tier map i'm not getting enough so i, I can see it that makes sense well and ritual so short term there's no long term to it so right if you're deferring an item that you really want, okay, well, and you want to start a new character, okay, fine. Like you can handle a few more maps to get that item and then move on to your new character. And uh, I mean, as far as I know, the blood vessels, you know, where you can like capture a moment, you can put those in your stash tab. Sure. Yep. You can use those at any time. So yep. it's only the deferring. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought it was neat to point out because I've been, you and I have both been one character this league. Wanted to add, wanted to say I'm loving Maven. Like, there's stuff that I hate about Maven, but there's stuff that I love about Maven from the global perspective. Like, here's how I go through my map stash tab. I go through my T16s and I'm playing the T16 that I have the most of no matter. And so this is where favorites really come into play. Like, I like having a balanced amount because how influenced regions work and how you get to Cyrus is 
you have to focus on a region. So you're whether you like it or not, you're having to play certain maps. And there's not not every map ends up being a T16, but I want the best content, I want the best quantity percentage, so I'm playing my T16s as long as I have them in that region. And so I'm playing until I have my influence unlocked. I'm doing the map that I have the most of just to make sure that I have other maps available for when the influence changes to a different region, right? And then that would be how I progress. That's how I get all the good items. That's how I get all the, what are they called? Influenced items that I like. Maven gives me an end game focus where I don't have to care about influenced regions as much. Like I hate Cyrus, but I would go through, do the Cyrus fight, die to the Cyrus fight. And then all my regions would get reset and I'd go through and do the influenced items again. Now Maven lets me basically ignore... It kind of suits my play style a lot more. Now I can go through all my T16s and be like, oh, okay, there's a T16 I have a lot of, but it's not one of the four influenced areas. But I don't care because I can still do something endgamey with that. You know what I mean? I'm still doing something that's buffed up. I'm still doing something that's going to give me more maps. And I'm getting a reward from it. Now, for me, I always have the Maven beacon on. I love that it stays on, by the way. I don't have to turn it on every single map. It just stays on. I think that's great. And even though there's bosses I hate, I want the boss fight in my Maven encounters to be really hard. So I don't care if I hate the fight. To me, every one of my characters should be able to do every single boss anyway, especially now that... What's that map we all hate that's no longer part of the Atlas, but it is? Raceway? No, not... <laughs> I love that you say it wrong. No, Hologram Masters. Now that I actually don't even have to care about that map, I want every single character to be able to do every single boss. Sure, some longer or not, but so now I'm going through my map stash tab and I'm like, oh, okay, I have seven of this. Great. That's the one I'm doing. Perfect. And now the influenced and Cyrus part is just secondary to it. I'll do it when I do it, but Maven's now my primary focus. And I love that. Now it's like mapping for my map device, totally stress free. So I, the only thing I would counter that with is you're coming from it, it which is fine, from a standard mostly perspective in the way that you're talking about that which it, you are right you could just play whatever maps you want and you're going to be fine the thing that's interesting with with regards to maven and how you progress her is you have to still do the conquerors because she gets to a point where she won't allow she won't watch your fight anymore because you're not high enough the map tier is not high enough for her to care about the monster so at a certain point you have to focus on the conquerors on getting up towards Cyrus because you need more watchstones in order to increase the level of the maps. So it's it's kind of weird. I don't know where I fall on that one because I don't really care. Like I don't mind Cyrus. I don't like Cyrus, obviously, but I I I like the conquerors. So progressing them is not the end of the world. But I'm not totally sure where I fall right now on the fact that if I've done a map with Maven and or if I'm doing a map with Maven and the tier's not high enough then I have to try and focus in that zone of also, well, not necessarily in that zone, but I need to get more watchstones in order to get it up. It's just weird because I think Maven, I don't actually know, but I'm curious what Maven would have been like before the Conquerors, when we had the old school Atlas where you had the white, yellow, and red maps that were already there when Shaper and Elder were fighting for their position. Because once you unlock that tier, that was done for that map you didn't have to like right now we have to swap out watchstones and you're trying to figure out like where do i position these watchstones in order to not only progress the conquerors but now i also need to do it to progress the maven but anyway 
I'm also with you on the the whole Maven beacon on. I don't even remember it's on. I just whatever. If if I if she shows up, I'm like, oh sweet, let's do it. Yeah, and I guess I'm spot speaking from a, a 32 watchstone perspective, right? What no matter what kind they are. So I like that process of you're getting rewarded no matter which one you're doing. And I don't have to care about Cyrus. It'll happen eventually, but it doesn't have to happen. I like that it gives me something different to focus on. Uh, here's the thing, though. Even though I'm saying I can do any region I want, at some point it does become very region-specific if you are looking, especially as you're unlocking Maven. You have to do a certain amount of fights within a region. And same if you're focusing on region... Now it's like both endgame versions does have a benefit if you want to focus on a region. You don't have to, like my playstyle, but it is very region specific. So there's two things I'd like from GGG. This is my suggestion box here. When I hit down on the D-pad, right, which most players do, do we or go with for the, the very button, few, or for the very few who have to hit tab to right. see what their map mods are, what area they're in, I, I would really like that now to show what region you're in as well. Because, and this is because of the Atlas passive tree, I don't have, until you've beaten Maven's challenge, did you know that there's an Atlas tree for the entire Atlas? Uh, only because I saw an item or something that said, I did see something and I asked Ethan, I'm like, what the frick is this? And I, th yeah, that's how I found out. I didn't know. I haven't completed all that stuff yet, but I saw it because I was going through on the wiki. I'm like, okay, well, let me plan this out. I don't want to spend forever making my decisions while I'm broadcasting. So let me plan out which decisions I'm going to make for each Atlas tree ahead of time. So I did. But then at the top of that, there's like, oh, oh there's the global one. How cool is that? But because, you know, this region might have these Legion perks or I'm like, wait, why are my strong boxes showing up? Oh, right. That was this Legion. If you have a little bit more of a visual reminder, to which regions are what just having which region you're in under like okay i'm in cells this is the monster level this is the region you know what i mean having the region in that little section where the brown text is at the top which shows yeah. you how many monsters are left i'd like that because it'd be easy like i only have a few favorite regions i don't remember which ones they are but the just because this atlas passive tree just showed up but if i'm like oh man i just can't wait i love the glenic area i know i love the glenic area if i tab and i look up i'm like oh sweet i can be expecting this i would go a step further i don't care to see the region i want to tab and be able to see my atlas passives yes just like i see the passives for my map i think i mentioned that last episode as well that i it bugs me that i can't see my choices from the atlas passive tree in the map somewhere because i i'll never remember what zone there's just too many of them Unless you were purposely going, oh, I'm going to farm Haywork because I want Harvest, which is a good one for that. Uh, you wouldn't, I wouldn't know. So I would like to see it somewhere in that tab screen, uh, the actual details of the Atlas uh, passives. And wouldn't it be nice, I doubt this will ever happen, but I really, really want it to, to be able to organize your stash tab, your map stash tab by region. Now that it is very region focused, it would be awesome to be like, okay, Let's clear this region out. Let's let's finish Maven's challenges. Let's do this, you know, the hunter influenced area. Wouldn't it be nice if you could actually, instead of just by tier, organize them by uh, region instead? Uh-huh. I feel like you Shut just pulled up. an That's item a great out, of a, idea. out of a push. To... <laughs> I even pushed that one. I know, Eve, but it came up so perfectly. It came uh -huh. up so perfectly. That never happens either. 
I'll tell you what I like about stash tabs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like it. Did you notice though in the map stash tab that it has the Maven icon on it? So you know you can't duplicate it? With the, I think it says that the Maven has witnessed this boss or something to that effect. Yeah. I feel like that would have shown up on a normal league launch that would have shown up like a month later, but this showed up without this, like it was launched. I like it. Yep. That's true. That's a good point. I think a lot of like little things that we probably already take somewhat for granted are things that in a normal league launch would have been added later. I think you're right. I think there's a lot that we should be thankful for, but we'll never know what we should be thankful for because this was a much better release than yeah, it's just a good league launch. It is a very good league launch. Do you want to do dead by daylight or do you want to save that for next time? Well, Tyler, Tyler, we were talking about crossplay and the fact that a lot of games out there are crossplay and and what the reason would be that PoE is not crossplay. I don't know specifically why, but also I don't care. I I'm such a jerk about console play. It just it, I couldn't do it. I don't like how it looks. It's just it's a slow machine. I don't know why they didn't, but I'm glad I don't want them to spend any resources into making it work. It is weird. There's a lot of games that have cross-play uh, support. I imagine there's got to be something. I, I think I remember Jonathan saying something about there being a benefit to certain skills. Some skills are better with a mouse and some skills are better with an analog stick. Sure. To me... I don't know why that matters when it's not a competitive game, though. I, I totally agree. To me, that wasn't an excuse that... It didn't make sense to me. Now, I, my opinion doesn't matter um, they probably have other reasons as well. And you want to kind of push that question aside as fast as you can because your company's made a choice, especially what if he wanted crossplay and his company said no. Mm -hmm. I, I wish it was. I really wish it was. I don't think it's a game where it really matters from that competitive standpoint. Even the leaderboards, all this kind of stuff, like who cares if you did it on console? Like just have a logo next to your name. Oh, well, you did it on console. Oh, you did it. Oh, you know, I don't know. It, to me, to me, it's a game where cross crossplay makes sense. Maybe it's because they wanted the trade store to be totally different because it really is. Maybe there are certain things that weren't ready at the time, but I see so many other games with so many other competitive edges where the competition matters and you can cross play. Fortnite's a great example of it where you're literally playing against other people to win. If you're playing on a PC, you've probably got the advantage. You just do. That's just the way that it is. That matters, but they still play it. We we brought this up. This this kind of we we wanted to talk about it, but we didn't get a chance before the podcast because one of our buddies wanted to play Dead by Daylight and uh, on console. And Justin's like, no, nah, I'm never going to play with you. Are you kidding me? And our buddy was like, no, nah, but it's cross play. You could play on your elite PC. PC? PC. PC. Oh, God. And, uh, you can play on your PC. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I kind of wish it was because there's so much content that what? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, as we as we're talking about this, I don't ever want it to be a thing. Because Why? then you would play almost exclusively on the Xbox. Um, maybe, but it wouldn't change much. It or would. I would create, or every time I played with you, I would have we'd a be character. loading into a map, and I would be at the boss, and you would have loaded into the map by that time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but you know what? I could still play it the same way. I could still make a league character that I'd only play on PC with you. Right. It's just your, your slower would be even slower. Right. But no, I would still play PC with you. If I had a choice, they either make it cross-play or just remove it from consoles would be just remove it from consoles. Put all that extra energy into the PC. If next-gen consoles didn't exist, I... Have you heard from anyone how it plays on next-gen? I've like, heard it's it amazing. 
I've heard it's amazing. <laughs> Come on, no, amazing. I've had there's people that Come play on. that watch me on Twitch that have a Series X and they say the load times are gone. Like there's no issues with breaches or blights. They say like we're focusing on things that as console players we knew were issues before the slideshows we would have in the content. Well, they're they're all on SSDs now, so that does make sense that your load in would be substantially faster than it was and, before. And those were big problems, like how large your content would load in and where those low frame rates would happen. Um, now, granted, not a lot of people have the Series X, and Path of Exile isn't a game that people are running to when the Series X comes out. They're playing the, you know, the purchasable AAA titles, right? They're like, oh, we're going to play Cyberpunk, or oh, we're going to try the new Valhalla, or whatever it is. Um, so there's not a lot of feedback, but the feedback I have has all been consistent and from people that don't know each other. Um, but so if new consoles didn't exist and I was still playing, well, I am, but if, you know, the new consoles are still two years away, I'd be like, yeah, it's 50-50. Like, you have to know what to play on console to make it smooth. Otherwise, you can have a horrible experience. And that's half the game, though. Like, the game's about theory crafting, and it really barely capable on my uh not series s just my normal s one s but i'm excited to get the new consoles because soon that'll be the only thing they need to consider yeah dumping it or not you mean or <laughs> no 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 it's coming all right let's wrap up episode 67 forever exile the path of exile podcast i am justin ak tags and i'm tyler wrecker of days so just a real quick actually thank you to everybody. I don't even think Tyler knew this. We got a uh, an email this week letting us know that statistically wise podcast worldwide we're in actually the top 3% uh, for listens, which is pretty awesome. What? And so when we started this, our focus was podcast audio only. So still a big shout out to people who listen to it and watch it on YouTube. We, we do want people to be able to listen to it. Obviously, our listener numbers are much smaller on there, but yeah, top 3% for listens which is awesome so big shout out to everybody worldwide? that's listening worldwide worldwide and i think i like i i mean our focus was the audio side of it we we, th we saw a lack of of audio only versions of podcasts and i love now that almost every poe podcast you can you can actually listen to through podcast app so yeah a big shout out to everybody that's a, a big thank you you guys have yeah been awesome on the, uh, I mean, on the YouTube side's fine too, but uh, on the uh, the audio only versions, those people listening to audio only, it's crazy how many of you are listening. So, big shout out! Thank you very much. You guys rock! If you're looking for more information, we got a, all the notes down below. We got a website foreverexile.com. We're on Twitter foreverexile82. Our Discord link is down below. We've got our information for our Patreon. If you want to check that out, gets you access to After Dark, which is the podcast after the podcast coming after this podcast episode 67. We'll catch uh, everybody else in 68. Otherwise, Patreons, we'll see you guys in After Dark. Peace. You know, I think if you tried a little harder, we probably could be in the 2%. Tried a little harder? Just a little bit. A little bit. Just let you talk less. <laughs>